Welcome to SCGA Off the Huzzle, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. The Palmetto Shop is your one-stop shop for all of your logoed apparel, promotional, and marketing needs. Offering full-service embroidery and screen printing for business, athletic teams, and personal needs, along with a variety of gift options with our trademarked Palmetto Tree and Moon. You can find us on Facebook as Palmetto Shop, the web at thepalmettoshop.com, or call us at 803-252-5058. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of SCGA Off the Housel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. My name is Alan Knight, and I'm joined by the executive director, Biff Lathrop, who is always a joy to be with. Thank you so much, Al. It's good to be with you, too, bro. I'm glad we could take the time. You got the four ball going on. Hot, brothers. Hot in Musgrove yes. Mill. Holy yes. smokes. And there's a hot place to be at Musgrove. But, yeah, four ball is going on right now. We uh, First round was yesterday. We're in the midst of the second round now trying to get the match played. It starts tomorrow morning. So, uh, yeah. I, you know, if we – after the first round, we had an amazing score yesterday. Uh, uh, Mr. Garland Farrell and Marcus Grumble shot 63. Um a little mm-hmm. nine under par around the mill. It's pretty strong. I would think if you and I went out there right now, best ball, we'd struggle to shoot 83. We had a team shoot 89 yesterday. Did you? They withdrew. Okay. That uh, happens. Understandably so. They were, they, I think they were rushed because they were making a trip back and forth from Myrtle Beach of all places. Ooh, so, yeah. Um, but, but you know, that's what the mill do to you. you know, the, mill, oh, yeah. the mill will catch you. If you got a bad day, I don't care if it's best ball, captain's choice, whatever, the mill will bring you down real quick. <laughs> we'll just say Joe Quick did lose over a dozen balls one time we played. And you know what? I don't think that's a tough feat. I think no. that, I think that'd probably be pretty easy. I, I think right now, after watching myself play last Friday, I could probably lose at least a dozen golf balls out there. I played it one time with one golf ball and was so proud. I, I really was. That's an that's an accomplishment. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're looking forward to today's the second round. We go to match play tomorrow. I got thirty one teams competing to get to match play. Kyle Milner and Brian Kelly as as the two thousand and nineteen champions get automatic one seed since. This is one of the events we lost last year during COVID, so we're getting gotcha. those opportunities. And sometimes that's that's a hard place to find yourself in. You know, you haven't played the golf course yeah. for two days, and you jump right in there, and you're one seed taking on somebody that has. It's uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Nope. So, um, but yeah, since we last talked, AK, we had a we had a super senior four ball down at the Legends at Paris Island. Uh, I ran across Rick Aldis yesterday at Camden. And he talked. He raved on that golf accolades. course. Accolades, yes. Accolades. Kirk Page and, and Kyle Maloney came back here telling me. I mean, they, they, they were. I've never heard them talk about a facility like this before. This is kind of the way Rick was talking. I was surprised I'd never been well, there. We're going back. I hear you. Uh, we're going to spread should. the word, and, and uh, all the players loved it. Um, Gus Sylvan gave a compliment on it. If Gus Sylvan gives a compliment, and I love you, Gus, but if Gus Sylvan yeah. gives a compliment, you know it's really good. So, That's yeah. funny. But uh, Tim Pope and Roger Page from up in the Spartanburg area, they took the, the uh, championship with a 63-68 three-shot victory, 131. Uh, in the Legends division, which is 70 and over, uh, Joe Padgett and Randy Johnson shot 69-64, and then they had a four-shot victory in their division. Good for them. Yeah, so – we were excited, man. I, I know that, that was another one of those events we lost last year, so it was good to get them back. And that's Paris Island, is that right? The Legends at Paris Island, Legends down at Paris in the Beaufort area. Uh, Mark Anderson, I think we all know out there on the PGA Tour, uh, he, he made the comment one time he thinks it's one of the better golf courses in the area. So man. It's just unknown. It's a military right, golf course. So right. It's a little harder to get in right now than it used to be. Yeah, but yeah. Apparently worth the effort. So. Absolutely. 
Um, also last Saturday, we had our first qualifier for the junior championship at the golf club at Star Fort. Um, nice. Had a good day. Golf course was great. We appreciate them letting us come out on a Saturday. That's tough, especially this time of year. Yeah. And then with golf, we're doing what it's doing. But 22 kids shot a score 77 or better to qualify for the junior championship, which will be at Forest Lake in June the 21st and 23rd. That's cool. Um, the medalist, a.k.a. Uh, Jackson Skeletta. Okay. Belton shot a little 68. Wow. So he got the top spot, and uh, those those 22 kids will all be participating with us in the end of June. Is that the first time we've had a qualifier in years since my day? Yeah, it's been a long time. For the junior championship. For the anyway. junior championship, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I think we mentioned last time, but it, it was struggling for years, and, right. and uh, we started moving it around, got some good places we're going. So we're we're excited. I mean, it's, to, to be at that point where we have to have qualifiers, it's 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 a good thing. That's it's, a great thing. Yeah, it gives it gives these kids an opportunity to come play their way in, and just saying and just, instead of just saying, okay, you're out, you're on a waiting list. Uh, right. You know, th- this is your opportunity. Same thing we do for the state amateur. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, we we we're excited to get those events done. As I mentioned, we're, we're in the process of getting the four ball, and then we got you know June, like I mentioned, June's a crazy month. We've got U.S. Senior Open qualifier coming up at Green Valley on June the second. Um, our second junior qualifier is going to be at Hartsville Country Club on June the 5th. And you made a good point yeah. last time. They're going to see it. It's a little bit different golf course we'll see this time. Yeah, I might go watch that, actually. It'll be fun. Um, and the then Fry Guys won't be there, though, will No, they? Fry Guys okay. won't be there. It won't be that much fun. Right. Uh, so, it, it, but, but it'll be the golf course is always good, and they're yeah. good to us. So. Yeah. Uh, and then we run right in. we got the father-son at Greenville Country Club. We're playing both golf courses. we got 100 teams registered already. Got about 12 on the waiting list. So everybody wow. enjoys going up there, getting back. That was one we had to move last year. We played – Wood Creek was nice enough to take us on last year for the father-son. So we're going back to home. The Dudley Sullivan father-son is what yep. that is. Yep. Um, I've already mentioned the junior championship. Lefty-righty is going to be June the 26th, the 27th at Lake Marion. And then we run right from there into the Grant Bennett. For a three-day event this year, really? Yep, going to three day. All these junior events are going to three yeah. days. So I could, I saw it coming. I just didn't know Florence. Beth that Daniel, way. Bobby Chapman, um, Grant Junior Heritage. Junior Heritage is still two. I think Junior Heritage is still two. Probably stay that way just because of the timing. Are you yeah. making a cut in the Grant Bennett or just three days? I would imagine there's going to be a cut. Yeah, yeah. I think there's going to be a cut. Man, um, yeah, that's a good golf course play for three days. Four if you do the Junior Am. If they're still doing that, I don't know about COVID. No, we're not. We're going to do a little something different yeah. this year still, but um, but hopefully we'll get back to that again. So, and I want to remind everybody the 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 deadline for the amateur application is going is June the ninth, and that's one of those now. And you've seen us uh, around here when when the deadline comes for the state amateur application, June the ninth at five o'clock. Uh, at five o'clock, five oh one actually, we lock the doors to the office and leave because there are no late entries. That's no. You know, it's it's unfair to those that got their in, entries in on time. We take an opportunity from them. So I want everybody to get out there. If you want to play at Debadoo this year, I think we're going to be August the 5th through the 8th at Debadoo. We've got qualifiers all across the state. Um, even if you're exempt, you got to apply, and it's got to be by that June the 9th date. Yeah. Uh, There's so many stories we could tell about, you know, an hour later, the next day, just horror stories and conversations we never enjoyed having. Oh, listen, before we had an office and before online registration, Dad would tell me stories about, you know, people driving to his house yeah, to try to get there by 5 o'clock. And I promise you, it's it's by the book 
folks. So you better get that registration in if you want to play. And there, there are a couple different ways. You can get online. You can go to sccgolf.org and, and find the tournament there and apply from there. But also I want to – don't forget, folks, we, we've got the My SCGA app out there now available free through uh, Apple and Android. Uh, you can not only register for the state amateur there, but you can post scores. You can get SCGA news. Uh, everything that we've got, we're doing, comes right through that app, right there on your phone. Very friendly. Uh, you can go look at the results today through the uh, or, or or for the next event for for the next tournament we got going. We can just take, pull up results right up right there without having to dig through the website on your phone. You can do it while you're waiting on the group in front of you to get out the way. You can do it while you're in the bathroom. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? This, this is so convenient. It's awesome. It's been really a good tool. It came out the first of January, and uh, we've been real excited. I think we've had you know a little under five thousand downloads so far. That's great. Um. It's going to be a good. It's a good resource for us, and uh, I, th- I think it'd be a good resource for for our membership to get out there and have everything literally right there at your fingertips that you yep. can just scroll through and get to whatever you want to get to quickly. Quickly, yeah. I mean that's what it's all about now, right? Yep, everything's about quickness. Yes, it is. So, a lot of stuff happening, AK. We got a lot of things happening around here. So that's kind of what what's in the in the pipeline for us right now. Yep, and today I guess we got Larry Penley on the show, right? Oh man, what a joy this is. He's he's such a great guy. South Carolina Golf Hall of Famer, two time SCGA Amateur Champion. Yep, two time. Well, he's won many other things, titles. I'm sure. I know probably just won some CGA four balls, but has he won any? scga stuff uh, you know four ball wise i i'd, I'd have to dig through i, I don't know i can't yeah. remember um, kind of quit competing i feel like during my era yeah and you i know i think you're you everybody's gonna hear about this and again it was just a wonderful time spent with him but you know he's he's retiring and he's gonna come back and i think he wants to play again if he oh, can good. Get, get his body right so we're yeah. looking forward to getting him back with some senior events and I, you know, listen. Charles Warren's playing in his first amateur event this week at Musgrove Mill at the Four Ball. Is Speaking he? of a Clemson guy and getting, their, you know, come to play again. That excites me. Where are they standing right now? Uh, they were in second place, okay. I do believe. He, he and Brent Delahousse were playing. Uh, well, what a team! Well, I think Brent might have carried the team a little bit the first round based on what Charles told me. Mm. But he said that's the great thing about amateur golf is you got partners now. So he was excited. It was good to have him back. That's great to have him back. Um, I just want to before we get to Larry, he is. A heck of a guy. Always been great to me. Uh, great to the Junior Golf Association. Somebody, uh, you know, you don't get to see maybe once a year. And we spend a few minutes with him. He's an awesome dude. A class act. And I just appreciate it. He's, everything he's done for South Carolina golf. He, he's a beaut, man. I mean, he's great. He's good for us. He's 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 been good for Clemson. Um, And, again, for him to take the time to come speak with us, we, we appreciate it. And I think everybody's going to enjoy. And I think we should congratulate our boy Jordan Bird. On yes. Getting named head coach. Coach. Head coach. Congrats, Jordan. Well-deserved. Yep. Look forward to seeing what you can do, my man. Yes, sir. Here's Larry Penley. The Palmetto Shop is proud to sponsor the Off the Huzzle podcast and the South Carolina Golf Association. We are your one-stop shop for all your screen print, embroidery, and promotional products needs. Our team will work with you from conception to completion, low minimums to high volume. We can accommodate all your staff or team apparel, uniforms, and marketing needs. You can find us on Facebook as Palmetto Shop, the web at thepalmettoshop.com, or call us at 803-252-5058. Larry Penley, welcome to Off the Hosel Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And the day we're recording this is four days after you won your 10th ACC championship? Correct. Man, how'd that feel? 
amazing. I didn't think I was really going to get to 10 being my last year. And, you know, all of a sudden the guys this spring, Lightning, has been caught. Yeah. They have been on fire. Uh-oh. Um ACC went to a new format, kind of tried to follow the SEC's lead, tried to incorporate some match play, which I have not been a big fan of. Um, so we really didn't know how this format was going to go. Uh, North Carolina blitzes the field in the 54-hole medal play, shoots 26 under. We finished second, shooting 12 under. Wow. Um, and then the number two ranked team in the country, Florida State, sneaks in and gets that fourth and last match play spot. And they were lucky to be there, and they whitewashed Chapel Hill. <laughs> I mean, they absolutely destroyed Chapel Hill. Us and NC State got into a great battle. We ended up winning 3-1-1, one, and one, which set up number two ranked in the country, Florida State, versus number four in the ranked country, ranked Clemson. Wow. And it was a fantastic match. I mean, it was high-quality golf. I got to watch some. I didn't get to watch all of it. But uh, I got – I found it on the ESPN app. With zero commentating, and one of the co- one of the cameramen was a heavy breather. Yes, very heavy. Well, he was running. Okay, he, I, he was running around, and I'm tell- they, they needed more help. Yeah, I figured that. Um, and Susie Whaley from the past president from the PGA, mm-hmm. she will be coming in and dubbing all the verbiage. I got you. Makes so that's, sense. That's coming out May third. So, so I, I got to watch a few holes live, and then after the fact, I got to see my boy Zach Gordon make the putt, which yeah. was a good. What was that about twenty footer? South Carolina Junior Golf was very well represented in that championship. Oh, it was. Jacob Bridgman, as the number four ranked player in the country, beat the number one ranked player, John Pack, from Florida State. And then Zach, God bless him, did everything he could do to not win. Oh, did he? (laughs) And then won. (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, But it was fantastic drama. But so, isn't, that, isn't that the thing about match play? I mean, I, I know this is a new one for you. I've been helping with the SEC championship for a couple of years now, and we've been doing match play for a few years. And it, it just changed. I mean, it, it just it's golf at its purest form, I think. Momentum. Right. The, the, the momentum swings are, are ridiculous. Um, after the first five holes, Florida, had, Florida State had made six putts between 25 and 35 feet. Ooh. And for all purposes, we were, we were crushed. And, and I keep looking at – Golf stat, all right, how are we going to win one match? You know, everybody's down. We were four down in four matches um, and all square in one match. And all of a sudden, the worm turned. Yeah. And Bridgman makes a 40-footer on 12 to get within one down. And that look he gave me on 13-T was, you need to go find us two more points because he ain't beating me. Really? <laughs> and that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, we knew we had to get Zach – I felt like Colby, I felt like Patton could, could, could pull it out. Patton had about a, an hour lull where he lost three holes in a row. Okay. Um, but he got his head back up. He won 16-17 and had a chance to win 18 but didn't to lose one down. Okay. So it fell on Zach's shoulders. And, Is that uh, So Zach just went extra holes for his match only? Zach has got the guy beat. Um, Zach has pounded one on 18, about 350, right down the middle. The kid has hit it in hazard. The best this child from Florida State's going to make is bogey. The very best. Okay. If he gets it up and down from 50 yards. Yeah. Zach's got 142 yards to the hole. We need a par. Yeah. And he hits a wedge shot in there, and he doesn't hit it far enough, and he's about 40 feet, and he's got to come over a rise, and he three-putted. Mm-hmm. And this kid chips it to about five feet and makes it for five. Wow. 
So, but to Zach's credit, he's got a story to tell for the rest of his life. <laughs> he never wavered. You know, we tell him all the time, great players have short memories. I'm not sure Zach's got a memory at all. <laughs> I will say, if you look on Twitter, it looks like it just says third playoff hole and shows the tee shots and him making that putt and all the guys running up to him. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was on the line with that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh it, it was fantastic. He, he actually hits the seven iron. It's a downhill par three. It was 209 yards to the hole, a um, little bit downwind off the right. And Zach hits this seven iron, and as soon as he hits it, he grabs his tee, and it's Jordan's with him. Coach Bird's with him. Yeah. And it kind of startled Jordan because Jordan couldn't tell whether he hit it solid or if, if it was going to be too far or what the deal was. And Zach looked up at him in Jack Nicholas fashion, Coach, you don't need to watch that one. I love it. Wow. And it but was, was see, perfect. Zach's not a real cocky kid, is he? No. Not the Zach I remember when he was young. No. Right, right. He's about as humble. He's, yeah. a, he's as big a gentle giant as they come. Right, right. It's good to see him get a little of that moxie because yeah. we, we actually need some of that. I hear you. So, we got, we're going to talk about more teams. Let's talk about retirement real quick. Why is it time now? And are you regretting You want to come back and get no, it? No, 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 no. Um, you know, there was actually a time Monday when I felt like I should have retired last year. That's, really? how, that's how bad we were getting our butts whipped. <laughs> and I have felt like that a lot this year. You know, man, I should have done it last year. But y'all have won a good bit this yeah, year. Yeah, we have. We've killed people. Yeah. It's, 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 we went from, I think, preseason ranked 12th. The latest ranking came out yesterday, and we're third. We actually moved up a spot. Good. Awesome. Florida State stayed at two. Um, Wake went from four to five. And Chapel Hill went all the way from 11 to six. Wow. So the ACC right now has got four teams in the top six, which is pretty good. Wow. Incredible. But but retirement, I mean, it's been, um, you know, when I started coaching, I was still playing, you know, and I wanted to play. And I was 23 years old and single. And why they give me the keys to that office, I don't know. <laughs> but I said, you know, if I can keep from getting fired in about five years, I'm going to kind of evaluate and see, what, see if this is what I want to do. Well, I wrote a 10-year plan. And one of them was to win the ACC championship, and we we won it in four years. Wow! Who won that one? Um, that was uh, it was in Greensboro. It was that was Chris Patton and Kevin Johnson and Jason Griffith yep. from Orangeburg. Yeah, um, great team, great team. Um, so we win it, and ten years have gone by. I wrote another fifteen-year plan. And then that was a national championship, and we did that. I should have written a couple because we <laughs> we had chances to win several. And then I wrote one more ten-year plan after that, and I was going to get out at thirty-five. And then I bring in well, Colby Patton. In, in your mind, though, what were you going to do? Oh, you were going to get out at thirty-five years. Yeah, I was going to get okay. out after okay. thirty-five. I mean, yeah. I, I was just going to retire. Gotcha. Um, I've okay. saved money. I don't. I mean, right. I've got right now. I've got. Four grandkids under six and one on the way. And you like to fish? Four of them are boys. I've already got them clubs. Nice. The six-year-old's already playing. I mean, he's hitting balls in the yard with me. Uh, that and somebody's got to teach them how to fish. Yeah. And they're going to they're gonna experience what gunpowder smells like at 8 o'clock in the morning because we're going <laughs> to shoot some shotguns. Um, but, all you know, all that's good. Um, but Colby Patton kept you? Yeah, Colby. Um, Kyle Cottom from Knoxville, Tennessee, and Turk Pettit yeah. from Auburn, Alabama. That was my class. And they just got better and better and better. And I love Colby like he's mine. Of course, yeah. he is Chris's, but right. Chris is mine too. Yeah. So, yeah. 
um, I said, you know what, I'm going to go out with them. And I hate it for Jordan because I, when, when, when I talked Jordan into helping me, I said, you know, give me about 10 years and I'm going <laughs> to give you my keys. Well, he's been there 16. Right, so, right. <laughs> so, you know, he's, I think he's ready for me to get on out of here. I'm sure. I'm but, sure. You brought up Colby. I, I thought something interesting. Father-son, you've coached a father-son duo now with, with Chris and Colby. And, that's, and a that's, teammate son. Uh, Tony Nimmer. Oh, yeah. Bryson. And I, and, yeah, and I Bryson. were teammates for two years. I was two years ahead of Tony. That's awesome. So I got the privilege of, of coaching Bryson as well. And another little thing in there with your coaching and teammates was Dillard Pruitt was a teammate, and then you coached Dillard. Is that right? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah? Yeah, that, yeah, that was kind of I bet that odd. was changed. Well, it, it, I mean, we were such good friends. Now all of a sudden I'm supposedly in this position of authority, and – you know, Dillard and I practiced together a lot. As a freshman and me as a senior, he kind of shattered a lot that I did. And I loved having him there because he was such a tremendous talent. Even at 18, you could tell, well, this kid's going to be a world beater. Um, and then all of a sudden, two years later, three years later, I'm the head coach. Wow. It was kind of odd. So Dillard and I had a lot of fun together. Sure. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> what, what made you qualified to be the coach? You know, I, I don't know. Other than being being with the program, yeah. Um, even when I left and turned pro and played for a few years, I still hadn't graduated. I was two classes short. Okay. And I stayed in close contact with those guys and Mr. Robinson, who was our coach and was about to become athletic director. And uh, it was kind of like, you know what, you need to come up here and graduate. I'm going to need some help with this golf team. So, did, did he oversee you a lot as athletic director first few years? He had his door open every day. Okay. Um, he didn't um, kind of push information on me, but I was there. I, I mean, I, I, I had a lot of questions. Right. I, I, from, from an organizational standpoint, I had no clue. Man. You know, I was not a very organized person. He was an extremely detailed guy. Yeah. So he helped me in that regard. Golf was easy. Organizing practices and going out and playing with the guys, you know, then at, right after that I got my amateur status back. So then I really started playing a lot of golf. Um, Which, but it was, it was really fun, and I, I, I loved playing with those guys in the mid to late 80s. I mean, it was, it, it was a blast. The, the year Chris Patton wins at Marion, mm -hmm. we had six Clemson Tigers in the field at Marion and me. So we had seven guys playing in the USAM in 1989. Really? I, I was doing a little research on this thing. Did, did I see that you were maybe a three-putt away from playing Chris in the first match of that amateur? I was the 62nd person out in the playoff. And if I make it, I've got Chris. And we joke about it all the time. I said, damn, we, we, that would have rewritten history. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Beat me. And he just laughs, laughs about it. Yeah, right, Coach. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's good. Man, so real quick, I want to get to the your amateur history. You're, you're playing in your rec not records, but your tournaments. Let's go over to Clemson team and people have been have played under your tenure. Uh, first tour winner who who played under you? Dillard Pruitt. Okay, uh, won the 1991 Chattanooga Open. Yeah. Um, we we actually Packer and Durham had a picture of Dillard yesterday on their show receiving the check for $124,000 wow. as a first place winner. On the PGA on Tour. On the PGA Tour in 1991. So, I mean, that would be $1.2 million today. Yeah, I wonder what, How about I, that? If we had last week's stats, I'd like to see. It's probably 11th or 12th is getting $112,000. I, I saw something. It's been a few few weeks ago where, uh, I guess, uh, whoever won the Players' Championship – 
if, 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 if anybody on the Corn Ferry Tour won every event for the rest of the year, it wouldn't amount to the uh, amount that they won for the Players' Championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. So, uh, Dillard was first. Does that money come back when they win to Clemson, or they get to keep it? <laughs> like, uh, we have been blessed with their giving. They have really give back. Jonathan was the next one. Okay. Uh, we had several guys win on the Corn old Ferry Nike. Went. BenHoganWeb.com. Uh, BenHoganWeb.com. Yeah. Uh, Charles won. Uh, ben Martin won several. Jonathan won several. Yeah. And then Jonathan wins on the big tour. Um, that was his first of five. That and was, I think that was in 2002. That was before DJ and Lucas? That was before DJ okay. and Lucas. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So he kind of got us going. Um, and that's a funny story with Hap. I mean, it, it, you know, I know we want to tell Hap stories. I don't really have many Hap stories. Okay. But he and I had kind of a running joke, and it was when he'd see me recruiting at South Carolina Junior Golf events, he'd say, we need to raise some money. we got to raise some money. He said, when are you going to get me some tour players? When are you going to get me some tour players? Well, lo and behold, that next summer, David Sewell and Charles Warren get their tour cards. Okay. So that was the running joke. All right, Hap, we got two. You have no excuses. <laughs> well, the next year it was like, we got to have a win. We got to create some excitement. I can't raise no money with just guys out there making the cut. We need a win. Jonathan wins. So now our conversation has turned to that. Then it goes, well, we need a major winner. We got to have somebody win a major. You know, Hap kept raising the bar like he always does. Lo and behold, in 2009, Glover wins the U.S. Open. Yep. And then we see what Dustin Johnson has taken it to a whole completely different level. Oh, but all that is based on South Carolina Junior Golf and the great job they've done. So, you know, I, f I feel very lucky and fortunate to be a part of that. Yeah. But I tell Joe Quick all the time, you are the best farm system for college golf in America. Well, that's good for – that's good to hear. Uh Good for the state of South Carolina. I'm sure it makes Biff proud over there. It does. I got chill bumps right now thinking about it. And, and <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've grown up with it. I've been watching it forever. Uh, watched you do your things when when you were playing amateur golf, and, and especially in the you know, late '80s. And for what I've seen, and, and the, the 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 people since 1990, when the Junior Golf Association really got going, and, and where we are today, and and the people not only just that are making a career in golf, playing golf, but the people that are making a career with golf either you know the donald clements at, at the reserve club or, or or the people you know that that are in the industry itself and it's just it's 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 fun to watch and it's and for you know guys like you that have been part of it a long time and and, and we've seen for years and and support us I, I, that that that's how it all works because we all do it together you know it's a special organization and it's um what what they do for those children is what it's all about so i'm just glad to be a very small part of it you uh you, we would see you out there on the circuit, and then I guess you got Jordan out there a little bit more recruiting circuit. That is, yes, uh, our tournaments anyway. So it's like a big family, you know, and and so is your team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some names at you real quick, and you just give me some comments. All right, give me a good Luke Hopkins story, or just wow, uh, Luke's a funny guy. Luke is a great guy, um, tremendous player. I think he's still playing. Yeah, I, he is, and he's been very close. Yeah. Um, I, he was a treme tremendous teammate. Um, he was one of five we brought in one year, which included Philip Mollica, Vince Hatfield, uh, Ben Martin, and David May, a little old blonde-headed kid from Auburn, New York. So we had we had four South Carolinians 
and a Yankee in one class, which which was kind of <laughs> kind of odd. But Luke was was really good. Luke wanted the red shirt. He wanted to kind of work on his body and get a little bit stronger, which he did do. Um, by his junior year, he'd kind of figured some things out. Yeah, that's probably about when he won the state amateur, I would think. He dominated down at Country Club of South Carolina, yeah, yeah, exactly. and then he wins at the Palmetto Club, shooting like 64 the last round and coming from behind and and had a great senior year for us. Um, but he was a tremendous teammate. All right, Vince Hatfield's the name you said, and I've never – I may have been around him. I've never watched him hit a golf ball, but I've heard nothing but good things about his swing. If you ask my players – who does Coach think is the best ball striker, just pure striker of the golf ball we've ever had at Clemson? Every one of them will tell you Vince Hatfield. Wow. And they've heard Vince Hatfield stories. They hear them <laughs> on the range all the time. Um, I can vividly remember Sam Saunders and yeah. Kyle Stanley having a long drive contest on the back left corner of our range. We've got a satellite dish that's up there about 330. And, you know, this is, this is 10, 12 years ago, so they're not hitting it quite as far as these guys are today. But these two bomb it. Mm-hmm. And they're hollering at Vince, you know, Vince, come here. Vince, come here and get you some of this, you know. Well, <laughs> he looks at me and he takes – I said, go ahead. And he took that driver head cover off and walked over there and hit one ball and did a mic drop <laughs> and flew it over that satellite dish, and Kyle Stanley still hadn't gotten over it. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. That is funny. Uh, another one quick, real quick. Um, I think Philip Mollicky can't go by without talking about him in the SCGA. He played a lot of SCJGA and yep. SCGA events. What? What? Uh, what? Who gave you the most trouble over the years, can you say? <laughs> who gave me the most trouble? You know. Oh, my goodness. Whether it was sneaking out of the room or just not – Doing what they're supposed to. You know, if you don't have many rules, uh, it's hard you, to break. You, you, it's hard to break rules. Okay. So I was smart enough to never have an alcohol rule. I, I didn't want to have gotcha. rules I had to enforce. Yeah. Now, the, the that doesn't mean there was some stuff going on, I, and and I wanted to make I wanted them to experience and enjoy college. Right. And some of them, some of them really did. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Charles Warren's Hall of Fame induction? Yes. Speech. Yes. Do you want to rebut the story he told about when he met his wife and you were yelling at him at the back of the van? No. And you, okay. No, that, that was a true story. Okay. No I rebuttal mean, that, needed. No, that was really a true story. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what happened later with that. Um, I, I grew to love those girls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was Lucas's first wife, Jennifer. It was, it was Charles's wife, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, it was Jonathan's wife, Amanda. DJ was dating a girl named Rebecca at the time. John Engler was dating uh, a girl from Augusta that was going to Clemson that later married Josh Gregory, who was the coach at Augusta State. So that was the five girls, and they traveled every week. To watch. And then after we got over the initial ground rules of how it's going to be, I loved having them there. And I'm telling you, when when them girls showed up, our boys played. Really? That's awesome. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it turned out to be a great. It wasn't always the pity party holding the girlfriend. No, 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 no. No, We ended that one real quick. I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one thing you've always done, or you used to, back when Bill Smunk played, you would make your players play with Bill Smunk, correct? Yes. Tell me, tell me something about Bill Smunk. I don't know. Um, Probably one of my best, dearest friends ever. Uh, Actually, I talked to him last night. Did you? Um, He said, "You know, partner." (laughs) <laughs> you've only got you've only got another month you know i hope to play golf he's 
and this is this is typical Bill. I don't know what he was doing, but he forgot what day it was, and he's coming through Camden, and he stopped at Camden to hit balls. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, they moved the practice round date to the CGA four ball was yesterday. Yeah. It doesn't phase him. He's not in the tournament. <laughs> right, right. He grabs his clubs and goes down to the range like he's playing in the tournament, and he hit balls yesterday. So he called me last night to tell me about it, which I love hearing these stories. Yeah. I wanted my players to play with him because he played a game that they didn't know. Okay. They're, they're trying to hit it as hard as they can. They don't think a whole lot. He never hits a shot without – you know, trying to evaluate everything that's going on, and he scores his ball with the best of his ability. Yeah. If we could teach all of our players to do that, they'd all be greater players. you got to have that mindset, too. I know Bill I, – I, one of my favorite stories about Bill, he was trying to get into the senior azalea one time, and he, he called Country Club Charleston to find out, you know, what he needed to do. And they said, well – they all everybody knew Bill, but they had to go through the proper channels. And they said, well, why don't you fax us your resume? And Bill's response was, I hope you got a lot of paper in that fax machine. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, no doubt. That sounds like a smunk story. <laughs> He's one of my favorite people. Yeah. I mean, me too. Blessed to be around. So, you played in a lot of four balls with him? 28. 28 four balls. I think we played 28 straight. And I told him, we'll, we'll keep playing. CG, that's CGA? It's CGA. And all at Camden? All at Camden. No, one was at Florence. Okay. They were redoing the greens one oh, yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Your crap full and Hargett won it. And we, and we had it, yes. Y'all we, were in the we, finals, we, weren't We got you? beat in the semis. Oh, semis, yeah. Uh, we got beaten the semis a lot, and we got beaten the finals several, but we did win one. So I was working, I was working at Farns Country Club behind the counter during that four ball, and uh, I remember when y'all made it to the semis, and you came in to pay that cart feast. He's like, "Hey, y'all, y'all just go on. You know, y'all paid enough up at this point." But how many did you win? Uh, we 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 just won one. Okay. Yeah, um, we beat Macon Moya and Walker Taylor from Wilmington in the finals. Then I'm thinking Smunk must have held you back because you got two state amateurs, right? Yeah, and he has one. Smunky right. has one as oh, well. Oh, yeah. His, there was um, only black and white photos available of that one. Yeah, that was in 75. Smunk will also remind you he's got an amateur, a mid-amateur, and a senior amateur. He's got the trifecta. So yeah, he likes only, only two people have that. Right? Kevin King is the other. Yep. So well, that might be a goal for me after I retire. Greg Jones, Greg Jones can be the first to have the junior – the state am he's got to get the mid am and the senior oh that's pretty good let, yeah let me go through real quick because you brought the amateur i'm just looking at this list here i'm, I'm kind of go backwards but greg jones won in 17 i mean we're talking clemson folks here so greg jones won in 17 we had carson young in 16 and 13 uh and I, if i'm missing someone i'll apologize luke hopkins listen to this run luke hopkins in 07 uh we had DJ Trahan in 02 and 01, Lucas Glover in 2000, 99, 98, Charles Warren in 97. So y'all had a six-year run right there, Coach. And then Swigert in 94, uh, Tommy Beershank in 92, uh, and then kind of end with you in 88 and 87. That, that's pretty darn impressive run for a bunch of Clemson guys. The, the best one was Lucas's first one. Um, I think it was at uh, the Legends – down in Myrtle Beach. That's correct. Um, he and DJ got into a shootout. And I wasn't playing, but I was watching. Actually, Hershey called me. Lucas's mother says, you might want to come down here because your whole team is about to dominate this golf tournament. <laughs> wow. And they did. Yeah. Um, I think we had seven in the top ten that week. But it was highlighted by Lucas and DJ, and that was some some of the best golf I think that's ever been played in in Man. the state amp. Yeah, it was awesome. Top three that week was Lucas Glover, 
uh, DJ Trahan and Jonathan Bird. There you go. Man. There you go. DJ Lucas has a record, or he did until Keenan, didn't he? What's that? The, 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 the scoring score? record. Yeah. Yeah, I think Keenan, I think Keenan did get him on that one. I want to say he had it at Daniel Island, maybe, right. or uh, somewhere in Charleston, but. Yeah, Lucas was 266. He won Legends at 266, okay. and Keenan was uh, Keenan was at two, 269. So where did you win your two state amateurs? Um, the Dunes Club at Myrtle Beach nice. was the first one, and Turtle Point was my second one. At Kiowa? Yeah. So you were an ocean guy. I was a Bermuda Green guy. <laughs> <laughs> I liked them old grainy Bermuda Greens, although the greens at that time at Turtle Point for that second one, that's – they're probably the best putting surfaces I think I've ever been on. The wind must have been blowing because I was looking at your you wanted yes. you wanted the dunes at two seventy seven, you wanted Kiowa at two eighty seven. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. The rough was really high at, at, at Turtle Point. It got there was no rough at at, at 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 the Dunes Club, but you had to hit fairway and greens. It, it was real sparse around the greens. It was tough to get it up and down. And I had a very blessed ball striking week. I don't think I missed but about five greens all week. Really? Turtle Point was a different deal. Um, not many drivers that week. I hit. I remember hitting a lot of two irons, just keeping the ball out of that rough. You don't um, still carry um, a two iron, do you? It, it's a bent down three. Okay. But I can hit it about head. I can hit it between my legs. <laughs> I can hit it that low if I have to. Uh, you, you know, uh, we're going back to the dunes for the first time since you won it for our amateur championship next year. Wow. So really? Wow. Yep. Yep. I've only played it one time since. Really? You know, and, and, and I think beautiful. they had gone to bent greens and – um, change the golf course a little bit. I'd, I'd like to go see, you know, kind of what that golf course looks like. It's a great one. It's a good one. Donald uh, Donald was there. Donald Clement was there as an assistant pro. Yeah. Okay. You know, before he went down to, I Falls. think he even waited tables there. He said yeah, he's yeah. done a lot. Yeah, he's been he's done everything in the industry, like well, a lot of them. What's something you remember? You recall from that week? Do you? I mean, anything stick out with it? A trophy. Um, <laughs> at, at the Dunes Club, I remember all my players playing. Yeah, oh, Jason Jason Griffiths was in the field. Oswald Drawdy was in. Patton was in the field. Man, um, they were always motivation. You know, I figured if I could get them, if I could whip them, right, I could get them to listen to me maybe a little more. And that and that was always my motivation. That's pretty good. I you know you mentioned Patton. One of my first in in '89. So I was uh, I was 15, I guess. And you know, Dad had me on the trail doing all kinds of things, doing whatever I was. I was Gatorade boy for many years during the amateur. And one of my first Gatorade Boy experiences was at Watchesaw in 89, I think it was. Uh, Kevin King won. Kevin King won at Watchesaw. But that's my first experience with Patton. And I got this big cooler Gatorade on the back of my cart, and I catch Patton on whatever hole was, par four. It was a hot day. And he had one of those big old thing jugs that you fill your water up with, and he filled it up on the tee. And I started to drive away. He was, uh-uh, don't, don't go anywhere yet. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I strolled on down there and waited for him at his, at his tee ball, and he, he filled it up again in the fairway, and I started to ride off. He's like, ah, 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 yeah. don't, don't go. <laughs> Boy, he drank him a lot of fluids to try to get through that hot day. Mm, that was a uh, that was an amazing summer for him. I think he, he might have finished top five that week, but then we had the USAM qualifier at Orangeburg. I remember the heat index was about 110. It was tough. Yeah. It was tough. He, he got the last spot. I think I shot 137 maybe and led it. And he comes in there at about 141 and gets that last one. And then, lo and behold, the rest is history. Because right. he went to Mar- Marion and just blitzed people yeah. later later that summer. I got to tell Joe a quick story real quick, Larry. So, in our office at the SCGA, in, our, in Biff's office, SCGA office in the Hall of Fame room, 
there's a wall of fame. And anybody who's accomplished anything from South Carolina, whether it be USGA, uh, PGA Tour Walker win, Walker Cup, NC Charles is up there for his NCAA championship. Uh, well, Chris is up there in this picture, and you can see the white clubhouse in the background. And Joe, we were in a staff meeting, and Joe one time mentioned the time Chris Patton won the amateur at Augusta. And I said, well, what you talking about? They've never played the, you know, it, it just kind of got glazed over for a second, so I've never let that go. I was like, you remember that time Chris Patton won the amateur at Augusta? <laughs> but, uh, we, need to get, we need to get you up there. Go win the senior championships, USGA senior this year. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you, you going to start playing with this retirement? Are you gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. I got to get – my feet need to get better. Sure. I get planters in my left foot, yeah. uh, which makes it – I mean – you know, I was – two days ago, I was tilling my garden, you know. Um, my yard had been completely neglected. So, I'm doing a lot of yard work. I was on my feet two days ago till about 10 at night outside. Yeah. And I had intentions of playing yesterday in the dogfight with my buddies at Boscoville. And when I woke up, I go, hey, you know, there's not going to be any golf today. Huh. You know, getting to the bathroom is a chore. Right. Um, Tylenol arthritis is a fantastic drug, okay, um, and it helps. But if I can if I can get this planters under control just a little bit to where I could play three or four days in a row, right now I can play. I haven't played two days in a row in probably ten years. Gotcha. Um, so you know I you, need to kind of work into this. Get, as long as you get Don Garrett to come do your yard, you'll be all right. I wish. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> Don does a good job. Yeah, he does. Uh, I, I feel bad. I've never, I never came to the Walker Course. Okay, until last year, and I don't know why. I always assumed the Walker Course was just a kind of a public, rundown facility that had a gimmick on seventeen with a tiger paw. Yeah, and I had to do a little work out there, and I was, I was floored. My jaw dropped. I felt. It reminded me of Thornblade, to be honest with you. It yeah, was very well done. It's yeah. pretty. That backside, mm-hmm. bringing in Lake Hartwell, especially yep. now that the lake's up. Now, when when the lake's down, I hear you. not you much know, look at it. It ain't much to look at. It, it looks awful. It's a beautiful facility there, the right hotel. Now, and, yes. Yeah. Well, they're about to put $40 million into it. Wow. They're taking what little pro shop they have. They're actually going to – John LaFoy is going to move the 18th green. And the clubhouse and pro shop and everything's going to go down there where the 18th green is, right on the water. Oh wow, that'd so, be great! So, so they're going they're they're going to dress it up a little bit. It's nice. going to be nice. Hey, coach, tell me about while we're up in that area, you you teaching facility, your golf facility, Larry Larry Penley Golf Facility, and, and the Tiger Golf Gathering, kind of how all that came about. Um, it, it was really done by our our PGA guys, our our, our tour guys. Um, they wanted to find a way to give back. They wanted to kind of invest into the golf program. We'd been trying to raise some money to, to upgrade facilities. We are blessed to have John LaFoy. I mean, John, we, we really couldn't do anything without John. Um, so really the first thing we did is raised enough money to get John to come in and build a couple chipping greens and a putting green. We had the R.W. Robinson building, who was my coach and later athletic director. That's our teaching center in the back. That's where our cameras are. That's where all our little gadgets are. Um, then we built the what I felt like was a really good range, but it was missing something. And then we we were given the okay from the athletic department, okay, if you guys can raise a couple million bucks, we're gonna let you build a clubhouse. And we were trying to get it built up toward that dike where we could see Hartwell. Uh, but the Corps of Engineers wasn't gonna have any of that. <laughs> so we had to build it down right behind the range it ended up being a godsend because it's a perfect spot for it now but all that was done by tiger golf gathering 
Uh, money's raised by our former players. We started a new deal called Golf Paws, uh, P-A-W-S, which is kind of a day-to-day. People can give 25 bucks. That keeps us in mower blades. That keeps us in rakes, new flags, anything on the range we need. And we probably raise about twenty-five or 30000 a year for that. Um, golf, the Tiger Golf Gathering has really done a fantastic job. Yeah. And that, that's been Charles Warren's baby uh, yeah, from, but I, from I, the get-go. I want to give, give y'all credit. Y'all give the Junior Golf Foundation some money as well. It's not just all for the, the fundraiser. I mean, it, you spread yes. some out to the state as well. We, uh, we figured out real quick that we could afford about 18 to 20% of what we raised. Yeah. that was going to go to South Carolina Junior Golf. That That's the least we could do. Wow. And once we got, you know, it, it was an easy sell to Charles and Jonathan and DJ and Lucas. I mean, they all grew up playing yeah. playing in, in SCJGA tournaments, so it was a way for them to give back to that too. Uh, we also funded the um, the PGA pro, uh, the PGM program. Oh, really? Um, we paid for their trip every year to go to Orlando to the PGA show. Nice. I didn't know that. And that was about 10 to 12 grand. Yeah. Unfortunately, about six months ago, Clemson decided to get rid of the PGM program. Oh wow! I had not heard um, that. The, I didn't the PGA kind Breaking of flooded. They, they they flooded the market with it. Yeah. And Clemson was having enrollment problems trying to get kids in. They couldn't get enough in. I hate to hear that, from my man Lucas. Yep. Yeah, oh, Rick. Well, Rick. Rick. I think Rick will land on his feet. Adam, who's under him. Adam's so sharp. Adam, it might be a godsend for Adam because Adam can get out into the business world and really make him some money. Um, but I think Rick's probably going to stay in the PRTM department okay. in, in some capacity. But the, the Tiger Golf Gathering is like a huge reunion. I mean, a fun reunion. It is. I, I, being, a, being a South Carolina Gamecock guy, uh, and, and until my role changed here a few years ago, I had not had the experience of, of, of the Tiger Golf Gathering. I got to come up to the last one we did, and which was, I guess, was in 2019. Um Thoroughly enjoyed myself. It was just a, what a what a what a what a show it was. Uh, our partnership with that with the foundation because you know we we are we do get the benefits of, of of some of the charity monies and but you know we we like to come up and earn our part too. So we come up there and work a little bit. But um, man, just the camaraderie, everybody getting together, and 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 the support from from your guys. I, I don't know how you keep all these names together and dates in your mind. Yeah, it, it's pretty darn impressive well i don't know about all that but it's uh i think we did 13 in a row or 14 in a row where we did them every year and it got you know i i know y'all y'all have raised money you know how hard it is to keep asking the same people uh we felt like we kind of got a little burned burned out with it so we've now gone to every other year but it's kept it fresh you know and it's kept it new yeah um I hate it because I really enjoy seeing everybody <laughs> yeah. every year. And there's some people I only see that uh, week, that yeah, night. Yeah. Um, but it is it is a special time for sure. I got to share another quick memory from the Tiger Golf Gathering. And, and when I met Chris Patton, I mean, I'd, I'd heard of him and I knew him. And this is when we were at, uh, we were at the Marriott over did you, there. Did you get a bear hug? I did, well, yeah. I knew he was <laughs> – I knew he was hugging people. Yeah. Well, I got the bear hug, but then I got the kiss yeah. on the cheek. And I wasn't expecting it. And that's the first time I've felt a man's facial hair up against my f- – I was like, whoa, that was a different <laughs> feeling. To, to, to that same point, you know, I told you about the Watchersaw event in 1989, and I probably hadn't really seen Chris up close and personal until the Blade with Colby playing a few years ago. Yep. And I went up just to say hello, and he hugged me and kissed me. Yeah. And I was like, this, I, the, the stories are true. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 
He's he awesome. is a loving, gentle giant. There yeah. is no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. Natural, natural. I, I asked him one time, I said, when you went to, like, if, if Bridgman qualified for the British Open, you or Jordan might probably go over there with him, somebody. You know, I know his parents but too, but I said, Chris, who took you to British Open? He goes, I think it was Pan Am. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the airline. I'm like, okay, thank you. Just Chris, but what what's in that clubhouse? That, um, in the we, Larry Penley clubhouse, we, I know we've got some trophies. We needed somewhere to put trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I'm still finding them in my garage. <laughs> um, we've gotten to 83. Uh, I don't know if I know where all 83 are. Really. But I do know where the 11 ACC championships, the seven NCAA East Regional championships, and that one big one, I know where they are. Um, all the crystal we have kind of in one section. The the middle floor is kind of the showcase. Right. It's, Just when you walk. Yep. Yeah. Yep. When you walk in. Jordan's office is upstairs. Um, Kelly and, and Heather's office is upstairs. Um I assume that office on that mid floor, just so I don't have to walk up and down them darn steps every day. <laughs> you, Bottom floor um, is the lounge and the men and women's locker rooms. Do you don't have a slide like Dabo has? No. Okay. No. Hey, Coach, where are your uh, seven ACC Coach of the Year titles and your National Coach of the Year trophy? Are they in there too? Mm. Do we know? No. I, I don't know where <laughs> they are. Uh, I, I, I think the 2003 – National Coach of the Year. It's out in my. It, it it's out in my little building. I had to move. They moved. College athletics has changed so much, and it's. It, my athletic director and my boss for twenty years tried to get everybody under the same building. Okay. That's the funnest days I've ever had coaching. I could go down to the mail room and see Cliff Ellis. I could go see Coach Bill Wilhelm. I could go see Danny Ford would come in and grab his mail. It was a wonderful time, and I learned so much from all those other coaches. Well, everybody now has their own facility. Yeah. Everybody now has their own offices. I don't ever see the soccer coach. And his his facility really is an iron from, from me. I see him in passing, but I don't get ever get a chance to yeah. talk to him. Interaction. I really don't know Monty Lee a whole lot, which is really sad. I knew Jack Leggett like a brother. Yeah. You know, and I knew Coach Wilhelm. I was asking him questions all the time. Um, that part of it's kind of gone, you know, and it, it, Clemson talks about Clemson family and, and, and all the athletic departments do and all the schools do, but it's just not the same. Right. I mean, we're all in different places, um, good, bad, or indifferent. I, go ahead. Well, is, it, is there a coach there that's got the tenure that you have right now? Mm-mm. So you're the mm-hmm. longest. When, when Leggett left, I think Leggett had been there 20, 25 years. Um. And then when he left or when he retired, I don't think anybody's even close. Old, old man on the mountain. Old man, yeah. That's the old man <laughs> on the mountain. So, I'm just thinking now, you've gone during your tenure as a coach in recruiting. When was the first time you text a player? You remember what year that God was? Way. <laughs> wow. What, what year that came into play? You're like, hold on, I got to do what? Wow. I, I don't know. Math I mean, it's, I've only had this iPhone two years you okay. know, before that. I, I, I still have my flip. That's phone right. You did have a flip. Phone. Yes, yes. <laughs> Larry was that guy that I, you know, first time we started doing electronic score, and I asked my my first senior group, we tried to do it with. I said, "Hey, does anybody mind doing this on the electronic scoring app?" And old boy said, "Yeah." And he opened up his pulled his phone out of his pocket, and he flipped it up. I said, no. I said nope, you're out." Oh man. So what do uh, do you still fish? Yes. Okay. Heavily. I mean, not not um, actually. I, I didn't go. 
this winter. Okay. Like like I usually do. Okay. Um, strictly because the ACC did not let us play this fall, and they were going to open it up January one. Usually, the entire month of January, I'm on Joe Cassie. Right. Um, in fact, did COVID? How how much did COVID play in your decision? It it, it had everything to do with yeah. it. Uh, we we had to be ready. I mean, we we had our legs cut out from us last March. We just went into Palmetto Club. We shoot like 27 under. Bridgman shoots, Lord, who knows how many under. He wins by seven or eight. We win by about 20. And when we wow. got home, that was it. Yeah. We had to lock the door. Right. Um, and then the ACC makes the decision not to play this past fall, which really hurt. I mean, that really hurt. You got the Big 12 playing. You got the SEC playing. You got the Pac. You got the yeah. Pac-10 playing and the Big 10 playing, for goodness sakes. And we can't and we can't compete. Right. We were so ready to go January one. I don't think I've ever seen a bunch more ready, and that's probably the biggest reason we've played as well as we have this spring. They got after it. Brisbane, I mean, Brisbane's on fire, isn't he? he, he he's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Now, I, he, he's the real did deal. Did I see? I mean, he, he's right there, like one of the lowest scoring averages ever on the Clemson team right now, or somewhere near there. Did he I see has, that right? Currently, he has the all-time lowest stroke average. He's got Doc. He's got Redmond by about two-tenths of a stroke right now. That's another one we haven't even mentioned yet. Is Doc Redman, who U.S. Amateur champion? Yeah, yeah, from Cary, North yeah. Carolina. So many we could, um, so many we could talk about. I didn't get him for two years. I, I, it, that was one of them deals where, okay, you know, I, I vividly remember, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch grief over this, but you know, he gets to the finals, and they're at Riviera, and Jordan, Jordan calls. He goes, I got us two plane tickets. He said, we're going to fly out here tonight. His dad's going to pick us up in L.A. And I said, you want me to fly all the way across the country to pull against him? He goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, you know what's going to happen. He's going to kick Gin's butt, and then he's going to turn pro. Yep. And Jordan goes, ooh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I said, I'll tell you what, you go have a great time. Right. I'm going to sit here on my iPad and watch it. Yeah. Of course, I was pulling so hard for him I sure. couldn't stand it. And the first 18 holes that the TV did not show was some amazing golf. I think Doc shot 65 and Ginn shot 66. All they showed on TV was the final 18 holes, yeah. which ended up going to, to 19 holes. Um, but the golf played by those two that week were really amazing. He is a special young man. He, um, he, we, we had a team with Bryson coming. Bryson was getting better every day. Yeah. We, we we knew Bryson was going to be a world beater. You know, now we get Pettit, and now we get Patton. I've got a team I really like. Um, and I, I I am thankful that Doc stayed another year. Yeah. He stayed one more year to play in the NCAAs for us. Oh, good. So, I owe him. All right, back to Brisbane real quick. So, when Jacob, growing up junior golf, playing in our tournaments, scrawny, skinny, you know what I mean? I almost walked on the front you know, on the front of his feet and just uh, – Still does. The, yeah, he's got <laughs> – there's a Brisbane walk, but he was just – I mean, he was kind of one of the kids for a while who was just turning the scorecard high kid we'll see in the next tournament. And then that last year or two, he won almost everything you can think of. I don't know if he won the junior championship, but uh, he won SCJGA a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I guess it took him a little time to get acclimated to college. It is a big difference. You know, yeah. you're on your own, you're doing school. And 
but now he's he's back to where he was. He is a very special special talent. Um, he works his tail off for starters. Um, he still looks scrawny till yeah. he takes his shirt off. Right, I know he's he and works. He is works ripped. Yeah. I mean he is ripped, and he is one of the longest hitters in the field at five eight and a half, one hundred and fifty five <laughs> pounds, whatever he is. Yeah, uh, he pounds it. He yeah. does not get cheated in his cuts. But his biggest attribute is his mind and his competitive spirit. You you got to kill him to get him to quit. How much of that do you think was growing up with Trent Phillips, who's another great golfer? I mean, the, the people, the things that came out of Emmon for a little while were unbelievable. Or the victories. I, I think it had a lot to do with it. Yeah. You know, Trent and Trevor. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you you got them two beating you every day, and then telling you about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, seriously. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, um, it 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 made Jacob work hard. Yeah. I mean, it it really did. But I know he'll tell you it's one of the greatest experiences he's had. He's still really close to Trent. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they 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 talk and communicate all the time. Coach, you you've and you just mentioned the the distance. Uh, you've been around it for thirty eight years now, I think. It's, what has the game changed? Is, is distance? I mean, that, that's the biggest change right now. I mean, just hit it as far as you can and go figure it out. It, it is. It is. Um, it, it it's hard to me. It's harder to coach because because there's a fine line. I mean, you want them to be aggressive. You want to turn them loose, especially ones that can. But then again, you got to be smart, and and we use Decade. I don't know if you've ever gotten on that app. It's uh, Scott Fawcett does it. Most of the colleges in the country do it. But we ha- we hired him to come in and do a presentation with our kids, <clears throat> and this is a true story. He told our team before he did this. He said, "Now the driving stats that I'm using are from ten years on the PGA Tour, and they're Charles Warren stats." Wow. He just went ahead and shot that right out. He goes, this is 10 years of drivers on the PGA Tour where they've hit them, and it's Charles Warren. Well, that got their attention real quick. Mm-hmm. Well, his presentation was, it's almost like Nicholas Golf. You know, we're going to be a little bit aggressive, but we're going to be somewhat conservative. We're going to play away from trouble. Yeah. You know, we're going to rely on short game. We're not going to beat ourselves. We're going to avoid doubles. We're going to stay away from short sides. We're going to... When possible, hit to the middle of the green, and let's see how many 15-footers we can make. And I'm telling you, he says, because you will miss hit a shot, and you'll hit it close. He said, but if you miss hit that shot going at that flag, that's when you short side, and that's when you make big numbers. Right. Well, it, it, it registered. I mean, it really registered. Stephen Bear is the best at it I've ever seen. Huh. Um, Miller Caps, yeah. that group got it. Langdale, they really? got Carson. They got it. Um, of course, they weren't bombers. Right. This crowd I got now. You, when when we when we roll out of the van, we 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 look like five <laughs> Allens getting out of there. I mean, right. we got some big old boys yes, now. You do. Uh, we got a six five, a couple six threes, a six four. You know, Bridgman is is our point guard. You know, <laughs> I hear you. Um, but they've one. still bought into the to the to the premise. They understand because they've seen how much success, and a lot of his stats too are Tiger. Okay. You know, Tiger, everybody thinks Tiger was a go-for-broke guy. Tiger's probably one of the most conservative players ever. Really? Yeah, he, he'll beat you with his putter. You know, but you got to be a great putter to be able to do a lot of this. So it's encouraging them to work on short game. 
to get better with their putter and then just kill that driver. Right. Just go ahead and kill it. Well, and, and you know, you mentioned it a couple of times, but I, I think the classics like the Palmetto Golf Club and and you know the the the, the Florence Country Clubs and Camden. Camden. I mean, yeah. you know, people walk into Camden, look at that scorecard, say, ah. Licking their chops and they leave, they leave out there with their tail between their legs and uh, That's you know me every time yeah. right That's yeah. the hardest sixty three hundred yards on the planet you're not kidding yeah <laughs> it is it, it'll make you think twice that's for sure but uh that's that's an, you know I think about when Emmett Turner won at the amateur at Daniel Island he fourteen fifteen under we had it playing seventy two hundred yards or whatever it was and then we went to Palmetto the next year. And Jeffrey Golf won, and I think he's the only one that broke par. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it just kind of goes to show you the, the, the classics hold, and you got to be able to work your way. Because you stand up there at Palmetto and try to beat drive around that place, and, and, and you will make some big numbers. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. And, and the great golf courses lend that, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I still enjoy those. And that Jeffrey Golf story still gets me to this and, day out of nowhere, you know. Yeah. Kind of. Jordan and Malika finished T2. I right. Think. Yeah, they, right. They, they were right there. I in think the at final, one time the last day, Jordan had to lead. Yeah, in the final pairing. Yeah, in the final pairing. When I first started at SCGA in 06, Jordan was on fire himself with U.S. amateur qualifiers, mid-am. Mid-am. Yeah, I mean, mid-am. he was doing whatever he wanted to. He was playing good. I think he got to the final eight in the mid-am out in Bandon Dunes with his dad on his bag, which oh wow, which yeah. right after that they found out his dad had brain mm-hmm. brain cancer, and yeah. that's still one of Jordan's fondest. I mean, it, we 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 still talk about that. Well, yeah. you, you know, you talk about your past amateurs, and, and I mean your past uh, players that have gone pro and have you, but then you got your am your, your past players like a Greg Jones who just recently won the amateur championship as a, as a mid-am type of player. Uh, Steve Bear, you mentioned him, Stephen Bear. Uh, Who's I think he was mid-am player of the year last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, wow, that's incredible. It is. Um, I mean, I'm I'm so proud of Stephen. Um, of course, we tried to talk. He he was so smart he wasn't going to turn pro. I mean, he 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 knew what he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. He knew he wanted to get in the corporate finance business world, make a name for himself, make money, and he figured the best way he can play at Augusta is to win the mid-am because he's always wanted to play in the Masters. Yeah, um, and I'm. I'm not going to bet against him because no. I, I believe he's going to do it. The only no. thing I hate is he moved to Georgia. Yeah. Of course, he's still here in South Carolina. Hopefully, he'll come back. Yeah, one day. You yeah. never know. You never know. So, you got any good hap stories to wrap this thing up? <laughs> I, I really don't. I mean, I, I, I wish I did, but I never I, I never socialized that much with hap, other than at the Tiger Golf Gathering. It's probably not a bad thing. Um, <laughs> I do know one time. he. I'm playing with Clem King in the – it actually went from the South Carolina Golf Association to the CGA Golf Association. Whatever state it was in hosted it, but it was a two-man scratch pro-am. Okay. And I played with Clem for about 10 years. Wow. Well, we're How served. did you get paired with Clem? I, I'm he, a, he and I were, were, were always buddies. I love he, Clem, he, yeah. he was a year ahead of me in college at Virginia. Okay. And I got paired with him quite a bit, and then next thing I know, he's in South Carolina. Right. Um, but and, and he was the golf coach at Virginia right. for yeah. about 10 about years. Say, and yeah. did a great job. Yeah, um, but I've always been buddies with Clem, and but we're playing and um, Hap. This is a, this is my first experience with red wine. It was not good, <laughs> <laughs> but I blame Hap. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's taking many a men down, good good men and women down with Hap, that red wine. Hap was a pro. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> well, when, when he went to the box wine, you knew that was a whole other level. Speaking of Clem, though, we just had our our uh, Trescott event out at Thornblade this past Monday, 
Your man Clem from from the tees that everybody else was playing shot him a little smooth sixty-seven out Are there. Are you serious? Yep, yep. Good for him. Wow. He still got game. Wow. He he claims he doesn't, but he still got game. I saw Musgrove one. Musgrove one yeah. four over par for three amateurs. That's that's pretty that's darn impressive. Fantastic. That's the truest form of a club championship we've got. It's that incredible. Is fantastic. Maybe maybe Walt and Walt Jr. and Neil won't have any kids, and that Todd dynasty can <laughs> yeah. die off a little bit. I love that Todd dynasty. We too. need that Todd dynasty. I do too. I agree. I got no problem with the Todds. Well, Larry, thank you. You're when's the uh, NCAA? We find out actually um, this coming. When, the women found out yesterday. Okay. I think South Carolina is the number one seed in the country. Yeah. Incredible. Our women got an eight seed, which. It's great for yep. them. They've had a good year. Um, this is only their fifth year competing, so she's still growing that program, and she's going to do a great job. Yeah, They're going to be sent to Ohio State. Um, we find out next Wednesday where we go. Where we know we're going to be a one seed, but we got we have no clue where we're going to send us. The, we know Florida State will be a one seed. They're hosting, so they're, they're going to be playing at home. Um, the closest sites, Vandy, okay. at the Golf Club of Tennessee – Nice one. We would like to go there. Yeah. Uh, Ball State's hosting. Don't really care about Indiana. Uh, <laughs> Albuquerque is hosting. Don't really care anything about desert. Yeah. Um, Stillwater. <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to Stillwater, but we're not going to go there as a one seed because Oklahoma State's going to be a one right. seed, and they'll be hosting in the last spot okay. is University of Washington. And heaven forbid. Gosh, please we can't imagine pray, that. Pray don't go there. I hear you. Man, well, good luck in the Coach, NCAA. thank you for everything. Thank good you. luck. It's my pleasure. Congratulations on your career. It's thank just you. it's impressive to be around, to watch it, and to be part of it, and, and it's, uh, it's incredible. Well, great, it's great work. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.